This message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. Let's take a confession before the message. One to go. As I said to listen to the word of God today, a door of utterance has been opened unto us. And I hear the voice of God clearly speaking to me. This is the way to go, walk ye in it. I listen under the influence of the Spirit of God, and I'm not distracted by anything or anyone. The Word of God is food to my spirit. I am strengthened by it this morning. It is wine to my heart, creating joy within me. It is oil to my face, my life to shine giving me victory in everything that I do. As the scriptures used in this message, the Spirit of God opens new things to me. He also brings to my remembrance things Jesus once showed me. I come to understand God's system on the earth, and I receive instruction, encouragement, correction, and the enablement to live out God's will. Amen. All right, I, I, I want to teach on something that I believe I heard God tell me. And he said, um, uh, teach my people how to sing to me, and I will work miracles in their lives. All right? So I want to teach on that um, today, and I think I'll do that for two weeks. All right, now we've been saying, and I want to show this here, or we use the scripture in um, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 uh, that tells us that now unto him who that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power that worketh in us that now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above what we ask, all right, and we said, and we show this, and think according to his power that works on the inside of us. So once that power begins to work on the inside of us, we said it will bring our thoughts into alignment, with that which God intends to do. And once that alignment is there in our thought life, we'll say this, then things begin to happen on the outside. Uh, the scripture tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not canal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and then it says, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And here is the catch. And when you're obedient, a readiness to avenge, all right, all disobedience has changed things on the outside. When your own obedience is complete. And what's that obedience? Once in our thought life. So we said, don't joke with your thoughts. What you entertain in your mind you are allowing to gain entrance into your life. Whatever you repeatedly think about 
is inviting a spirit to have access into shaping your decisions and the events of your life. That's why in answer to prayer, uh, we saw that what God does is sending his thoughts, how he wants us to think. Uh, that he says to us in Philippians 4, uh, we saw this 6 to 8, that we shall make our requests known unto God by prayer and by supplication with thanksgiving, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And it is a peace. In other words, when he answers the prayer, he doesn't start with the outside. For God is at work in us both to will and then also to do of his good pleasure. He is working in us first. So when we offer up prayers, if any man is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink, the scripture says. That so when you come in prayer, you drink within. And then it says, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So we've got to get this here. Where God works on the inside, and then we work out that salvation on the outside that he has worked within us. So God is focused on working within. And what he does is that he gives us a peace that passes all understanding. And then he tells us in verse 8 of Philippians, think upon these things. Finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are pure, lovely, good report, any virtue, any praise, think. So this is part of prayer. You want him to do exceeding abundantly above what he says, once this condition is fulfilled, what you ask, all right, and are thinking that your thoughts there are consistent with the answer of God to prayer. So we saw in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, it says that my thoughts towards you are thoughts of peace. So that peace that passes all understanding are thoughts. So let's assume that somebody is looking for, all right, maybe a relative, they can't find the person, and they're looking, they're troubled, and there's anxiety. Now, they haven't seen that person yet, but then they get a phone call, all right, from a cousin and says, well, I, I just saw this person, this person is all right, right here with me. Now, when you hear those words or those thoughts are communicated to you, you just come from a place of anxiety concerning the person who was quote-unquote missing to a place where your heart is flooded with peace because of the news that you have heard. So God is saying in answer to prayer, I will give you good news concerning that situation. Do you get it here? I will give you thoughts there, good news. Now you haven't yet, the person hasn't seen their relative to hold their relative, but they are now at peace on the inside. So he says, I will give you good news concerning it. You will be at peace there. These are thoughts, all right, of peace that will give you the expected end. So these are thoughts. And he says, therefore, think upon these things. We saw that. So don't go praying and going on the outside 
while you are still troubled on the inner side, looking for, or you have not entered into that place of rest. Pray, all right? We said God will release his spirit right on the inside of you. And it's the Holy Spirit that now begins to reveal the thoughts of God concerning that particular thing. And once he starts communicating his thoughts, our heart gets flooded with peace concerning it. And then as we begin to think upon, all right, the things that he says he is planning on doing, what it will lead to is certain actions. Uh, once you are certain, all right, that the person, certain actions will be done. In other words, let's say it was a relative that wanted to go to school, and because you couldn't find that relative and it was missing, you stopped, all right, buying all of the things that you needed to buy for that child that was going to school. Once the news comes, you resume, all right, doing that. So once those thoughts begin to come, you start acting in a certain way, uh, and you start putting yourself in a position for the manifestation of that particular thing. But the Holy Spirit, I want us to understand, comes within and then begins to produce these thoughts on the inside of us that floods us with tranquility about our future. And then from those thoughts that we begin to receive, we start acting in certain ways and we are working out our salvation that way. And God says he will do exceeding abundantly above. Now, I want to quickly go to Psalm 40 and verse 1. And we'll see it there. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. It now goes on and says, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, and out of a merry clay, and set my feet upon a rock. Now, what's that rock? That rock is what Jesus referred to in Matthew when he said to Peter, he first said, who do men say that I am? Then he said, who do you say that I am? And he said, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. And then he said, upon this rock, blessed art thou, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my father who is in heaven. And upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So when the Father begins to reveal things to you, in answer to prayer, he says, it's on this I'm going to build my church. And so David said, when I waited patiently, he inclined unto me brought me out of the merry clay, which is that troubled state. We'll see that. He wasn't talking about a physical manifestation on the outside. He was talking about that troubled state, that merry clay where I was troubled in my mind. We'll see it. And then set my feet upon a rock there to stay. And then he established my goings. Put verse 3 there. It says, establish my goings. All right. Then verse 3 says, he has put a new song. Now, this is what I want to see here. The next thing that he does is the song. He has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many will see this, all right, and fear and put their trust in God. He says they will see the effect of the song in my life. When I begin to sing that new song, they will see the effect of that new song. 
and they will fear and put their trust in me. But it's a song there. He says, then he goes on and says that, blessed is the man that maketh not, that maketh the Lord his trust and doesn't respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. In other words, uh, God reveals things, but he says, many people turn aside. I, I mean, this is what he was saying in Job, sorry, Jonah chapter 2 and verse 8. We'll see it here. He says that, um, Jonah chapter 2 and verse 8. Uh, all right. Okay, from verse 7. It says this, when my soul fainted within me. So you see in his soul there, he was tired. I remembered the Lord and my prayer came unto thee into thy holy temple. Then he says, they that observe. So in answer to that prayer, what happens is that God gave him thoughts. But he said, they that observe. That's the same thing um, David was saying. That I, don't turn aside to lies. They that observe lying vanities. Which means things have not changed on the outside. But if you start observing that and you start looking at that, that there have been no changes even though I've prayed and I feel God heard this prayer. If you observe that, you forsake God's mercy. You forsake the mercy he has shown you in answer to prayer. It says, come up to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy. Those thoughts, all right, are by God's mercy. He said, don't forsake that. All right? He says, they that observe lying vanities, look on the outside and say there's no improvement in the condition, forsake those thoughts. He says, but I, instead of doing that, I will sacrifice, which means there will be this new song that I will sing. I will sacrifice with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that which I have vowed. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And then God commanded. Now many will see it. This is what they will see. The Lord spoke to the fish and he vomited Jonah on a dry ground. Can you imagine, all right, you just seen a whale come out of the ocean there and just, in fact, people will run. You know what I'm saying here. They'll say, it's a spirit. Marine spirit have come. They mustn't even see you. They will never trust you for the rest of your life. They'll say he came from the ocean, the depth of the ocean. It's a spirit. Everybody will take off. If people are on the beach, you will see them heading for their cars. Now, what kind of uh, fish came to? Poor, uh, the people say it's a lie. It's a lie. It says many will see. What God is saying that? What will happen in your life? People will say it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. That is not, how can? How can it fit? He says many, if you sing that new song, he says, I will reveal if you sing that song. You know, I, I, I saw this old theologian said it. He said, every theology must lead to a doxology. And a doxology is a hymn, a, 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 a psalm, a praise of thanksgiving unto God from whom all blessings flow. The purpose of revelation is for you to sing. And then when you begin to sing, you are working out that salvation. When you start singing, and that song is the song of revelation. That's what I want to say here. So any song. Is the thoughts that he reveals you are singing back to him. So what will have happened was uh, 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 Jonah was singing to God how he caught, because God must have revealed it, how he caused this whale to vomit him on the dry ground. How this whale has taken him to the place, all right, of his destination there. That's when God reveals it. The very thing you thought will destroy you, you will see in God that is the instrument for your destiny. The very thing that you regret, that you want to hide, it is the very thing that God has used to reorder your steps to where he wants you to be. 
And you right there begin to sing to him. All right? Which means I'm no longer mourning. He has turned my mourning to dancing. I'm singing to him. That song of revelation. What happens is that there's a manifestation of that within your life. There's a song. There is a song. It's not just any song. It's, it's, there's, it's that song there of revelation. Now, look at what, let's just go on quickly. I'll read the other translations. Right, let, let, let's just look at um, Psalm 40 there, verse, 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 verse 4. Psalm 40, all right. Bless that man that respect not the pride of such as turn, turn aside to light. Verse 5, it says, Many, O Lord, are thy wonderful works. Now, you, you, you're going to see something. Keep it there. You're going to see something here when I read that in church. All right. Thy thoughts. Can you see thoughts coming again? Which are towards us. He says, cannot be reckoned up in or down to thee. In other words, what you are revealing, I can't sing everything back. So he's reckoning it back to God. Oh. Do you see what he's saying here? He says, my word shall not return to me void. That return, that scripture means, if what I reveal to you, you return, bring it back to me in place. Your life cannot be empty. That's what it means. All right? So he says this here. Go on. Here. It says in order, if I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Then it goes on. It says, you showed me something. Sacrifice and offering thou did not desire. My ear you have opened. Bond offering and sin offering. It says, look, we did this thing under Moses' tabernacle. We gave bond offering. It says, it says, when I was, in, you know, it is when you are in, you know, I went to preach somewhere. And the preacher was saying something very powerful. He said, he, <laughs> yeah, well, he said, I mean, he was emotionally abused in his marriage because he had no money. All right? That his wife uh, gave it to him. Uh, he said, was he a preacher? Or I can't just call his name. Well, he said, and he said it publicly, so it's not, I'm not saying gist. Are you from I'm coming with inside gist. He said, he said, he, he, in fact, she left him. But she, he, he said he was abused. And he now said something. He said he sat down with the scriptures and began to quote. God said, he said anytime he quotes a scripture, God will say, who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that? He said he realized what God was trying to tell him was that everything he was saying was one pastor that said it to him or one man of God that said it to him. He never was saying anything he heard himself. He said, you, you are saying what people said. Go and read the Bible for your own self. That's why Jesus said, who do men say that I am? This is not who do men say I am. This is who God the Father has revealed. Do you get what I'm saying here? He said, then he went from Genesis, all right, right to Revelation. He said, at the end of it, it took him six months. He said, he got up and said, I will never be poor again in my life. He saw it. He said, I will never be poor. In fact, he said, one thing God told him to do is this. Which is, he said, check all the wealthiest families in the world. All the wealthiest men. He said, not one of them are born again Christian. He said, there's a reason why. Nobody will say that in church. Do you get what I'm saying? He said, but as he started, he now saw it. So he goes on there and says, God opened my ears. Now, look at what he opened his ears to. Please, quickly, move on. He says, then said I, lo, in the volume of the book, it is written of me. In other words, there are scriptures there 
that are written for that situation you are in. And when those scriptures are revealed unto you, so you go to God in prayer, you open the word, and then he says, what is written? There is nothing, I, look, listen, there is nothing that is happening now that something is not written concerning. And you must learn how to live this way because it is getting tougher everywhere in the world. Though. Everywhere. Every, everywhere. Every, everywhere. Are you following? Strike is everywhere now. God saved our convention in England for next Saturday. All the railway, all underground. They just called off the strike two days ago. We will have been there by ourselves. <laughs> Are you from here? Call, just called it off. What's everybody striking about? Not enough money. So you better know how the seal is open now. Do you get what I'm saying? Let me tell you, the only certainty you have is that the father opened the seal. And then you saw yourself and where you are going. Let's put it out in the um, TPA, TPT translation. The Passion translation. I waited and waited and waited some more, patiently knowing God will come through for me. Then at last he bent down and listened to my cry. He stooped down to lift me out of danger from the desolate pit I was in, out of the muddy mess I had fallen into. Now he's lifted me up into a firm, secure place and steadied me while I walk along his ascending path. Now hear what he says here. A new song for a new day rises up in me. Every time I think how he breaks through for me, a new song brings a new what? Day. That new day must be sung first to God. Are you following me? Go on and see what he says here. You'll see what he said about thoughts here. Ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. Many will see his what? Miracles. They'll stand in awe of God and fall in love with him. The miracles are coming from the new song. The new song is coming from the revelation only the Father can give. In our private worship, we should all be singing different songs. If I could sing, because I, I was doing it today, I said I'll come and demonstrate it. I will have played for you this song, hallelujah, and then, but you will laugh at me, and then demonstrate how I now sing with my own lyrics. Do you get what I'm saying here? So, because I can't compose music, so I just say, Halle. but actually I will start with them, Halle. after some time I leave them singing the hallelujah, and I've gone on worshiping him in spirit and in truth. When I reach one point, I come back and join the chorus. Uh, do you get what I'm saying here? And then I go back again. I've sang my own. I finish. And then when they now start singing in the spirit, I too start singing in the spirit. David told them, enter the place when the priests are singing. There was a recorder who was recording the songs as they are singing it because it's a song of the spirit record. All right, let's go on. Let's look at scriptures here. I mean, it says, blessing after blessing comes from those. Blessing after blessing comes to those that love and trust Lord. They will not fall away for they refuse to listen to the lies of the proud. Verse 5, 
Oh, Lord our God, no one can compare with you. Such wonderful works and miracles are found with you. And you think of us all the time. Hear what he says. Your countless expressions of love, far exceeding our what? Expectations. Those are those thoughts. Let's go back to King James and see what he said here in, in all right, Psalm 27, verse 3 to verse 6. Though a host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Look at what he says. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me upon a what? Rock. That's he will reveal something. Look at the next verse. He says, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about. Therefore, I will offer in his tabernacles sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto God. See, go to um, Psalm 43, verse 3 and 4. Then I'll come back to this and discuss something. Psalm 43, verse 3 and 4. Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. See what he says. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill, to thy tabernacle. Look at what he says. Then I will go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I do what? Sing praises. In other words, let light come. And I will go in to go and do what? Sing praises there. I want to start singing praises based on the light that he has given. So you go to God in prayer about something. And God reveals to you what is written concerning that particular thing. You know, it says in Psalm 27, and, and this is so important now, and verse 4, this is, look, everybody has to be a student of scriptures. In this season, you have to be a student. This is a prophetic hour. Do you understand what I'm saying here? In Revelation, there was war in the heavens. The Bible says that, and they overcame him by the blood. Put it up, Revelation. I want to show you what's going on. And they overcame him by the blood and the word of the Lamb, and they love not their lives unto death. Verse 12, it says, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you with great wrath. If you are not in the heavens winning the war, you will meet with Satan on the ground. You can't afford to be a carnal Christian in this hour. You must be with the company of the people that are pushing it in the realm of the spirit. Because he is feeding on those who are on the ground. Are you following? Our breakthrough, our, when we open the Bible and the seed is open. The very things we didn't want to happen is where the breakthrough is. The obstacle is the breakthrough. Do you get what I'm saying here? That you toiled all night and caught nothing. That, that you, you will thank God you didn't catch anything when others were catching. If you opens the seal, you say, well, I'm the last person among my friends to marry. You will find out prophetically that it was better for you to be the last. 
you won't be able to tell them that it's from your own mistakes I learned. You can't say it when he opens the seal. Are you following me? In fact, if they say you should share and they are there, you'll just be sharing like this. You can't, you can't get to the revelation. Do you not know? You can never be the core foundation of anything if you haven't suffered rejection. Is that what the Bible says? Anybody who is a chief cornerstone must have been rejected. The worst feeling a human being can get is rejection. The biggest blessing is from rejection. So choose. Psalm 27 and verse 4. Let me show here. And this is what Satan is trying to do now. Psalm 27. Uh, verse, verse 5. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, and set me upon a rock. Now look at what he says. Next verse. And now my head is lifted up above my what? Enemies. Now he says, because he has placed me on a rock, that's an elevated place, my head is above them. Are you following what I'm saying here? What is in your head there, your thoughts? Do you get it? Which means he put me on a rock and therefore I became elevated. My head, therefore, is above. Remember, he says, Satan, we told the woman, he says that your seed shall bruise its head. All right? And the seed of serpent will bruise the heel. It says, it shall bruise the head and thou shalt bruise the heel. So you don't want your head being bruised. What's a bruised head? Uh, uh, Psalm 13 and verse 1. He says, consider and hear me, O Lord. How long will thou forget me? How long will thou hide thy face? Now, verse 2, he says, how long will thou take counsel in my soul? This is when your head is bruised. Having sorrow in my heart daily. How long will the enemy be exalted over me? He now says, consider and hear me, O Lord. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. He didn't say change something on the outside. He said, what? Lighten my eyes. That's how your head. Now, why is this so important? In Zechariah chapter 1 and verse 20, the, 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 the prophet, sorry, verse 19, when the prophet looked, angels were around. The angel talked to me, he said, what are the these? He says, these are the horns that have scattered Judah, Israel and Jerusalem. And then he came back and said, Lord, and the Lord showed me four carpenters. And then I said, what, and said, what are these come to do? He said, these are, these are the horns that have scattered Judah so that no man did do what? Lift up his head. Everybody's head was down. i explain what that means. That means in their thought life, everybody's head was down. Remember, he tells us that when we put on the armor of God, there's what is called the helmet of salvation. There's the breastplate of righteousness. In other words, when you begin to share your conscience and you've gone, as I, that means Satan is winning the war because he's getting to your heart. 
But there's what he calls the helmet of salvation. Now, what's this helmet of salvation? In First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 8, it talks about, and we should put on, First Thessalonians 5, 8, let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. In other words, when things happen and people say that I have no hope of future, Do you get what the horns are doing to young people? People sit and say that, I can't see a future. I, I can't, I can't, there's no, you know, I'm telling you, I mean, this message is going global. The global audience will, 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 I mean, I mean. Well, let's not talk because it's global, but it's, it's people just can't, so no man could lift up his head. Everybody's head was down. Now what would cause your head to be lifted up? He says, he took my feet and set me upon a rock. In other words, if the father opens all right, the scriptures to you concerning your situation, your head will come out of that place and you have hope for your future. And because of that hope, you will now start singing with joy. Do you get what I'm saying here? That, and once you start singing there, then it says there can be a performance of it. But you find out that those horns have hit people so much that they just go into places and they just feel that there is a ceiling. Look, I mean, I mean, If, if you're, if, let me just say the effect of this warfare now. You're walking on the streets, you see people, or you open the newspaper, and you see some people, and you feel that this kind of level, throughout my entire life, I can't access this kind. Or you go into a, a foreign country, and you say, because of the color of my skin, I can never become this. That's a horn. Do you get what I'm saying here? I hope you understand what we say. That even in a country, a law can be written that nobody who, is, who wasn't born in this country can become president. God can open a seal and show you that you'll be president. Have you seen in the book of Daniel that they changed the king's word? They went to change the law because of them. That you just stand up and look around and tell yourself that this is how far we can go. Small car, family inside the car, drive, come back, we travel once a year, that is it. That horn has sealed it. But that you look at somebody and say, a time will come where, you know, every year I'll be giving out $10 million. In fact, as the currency changes, some people's hope. Do you get what I'm saying? So you go to the Father in prayer, and what he does is that he opens that seal. And then he now says, I will begin to reveal my thoughts to you as a person. And every day, he's saying this. Every day, I want you to sing that song of revelation unto me. Come before me. 
and, and sing the song there. And as she starts singing, leave the manifestation to me. Leave. Don't try to figure out how it will happen. Just bring it. You know, Jesus said something in John chapter 5, verse 32. He said, you search the scriptures for you think in them. You have eternal life. He said, and they are they which testify of me. And you read it. He said, but you will not come to me that the life that is in it, I will give it to you. So you read about me and you think that the knowledge of the scriptures means life of it. He says, no. That you know I heal. The scriptures will heal you. It's Christ that heals. He says, now if you've seen in the scripture that I'm Jehovah Rapha, then come and sing the song of Jehovah Rapha and you will see me touch your body. I didn't say you should, I didn't give you that knowledge so that you can be sharing people. No, no, no. It's called Jehovah Rapha. And don't you know Jehovah Sikeno, Jehovah Days? I know all the Jehovah's. He said, that's not why. If I've not heard you sing it back to me in worship, then it won't be of value to you in your life. So somebody says, I have a condition in my body that they, the doctors have said there is no hope. That's that one. No man can lift the head. Lift the head means that that person cannot, when they try to imagine themselves five years down the line, all right, with their family and all of that, that verdict of the doctor stopped that hope. So they go to God in prayer and God, all right, opens up the stuff. And when they see it inside the scriptures, they now go to Jesus in worship and lie before him. I want to thank you, Lord. And they're rejoicing in the victory they have because they are completely healed by the work that Jesus has done. And as they begin to sing and they are worshiping God and they are lost in worship, after some time, they weren't even thinking about it. They just realized that the pain has disappeared. They weren't even, they just realized that, wait a minute, I'm not feeling this pain the last three days. I haven't felt any pain. And then they go to the doctor, and the doctor says it has disappeared. And then they find out we've discovered something. So what does God want to do? God says, listen, nobody, let me just read this here and close. We'll talk about it next week. Nobody, all right, I wrote it here, can come to a place. Nobody. You must understand, it is impossible for you to have faith for something if there is any slightest doubt in your heart that is God's will for you to have it. That's to have faith in God for it. Now, when I talk about faith in God, there are things you can get done without having to call on God. All right, Atheists get things done. I'm not talking about what God wants to do in your life is that which is exceedingly abundantly above what anybody can ask or think. He wants to go into that realm. We have to start worshiping for supernatural things. Do you get what I'm saying here? You, you, during this season, you shouldn't worship that you may just have food on your table. You should be worshiping to have an abundance to give to those in need. You should be worshipping that you are the tree that others come and take the shade. Don't have a mindset that, listen, you are not a sparrow. You are not the bird that he feeds today and feeds tomorrow. Do you get what I'm saying here? Worship your way into that place. 
You open up the Bible in prayer and it shows you, and that certainty comes there. When it comes to receiving God's power to do the impossible, your belief can only be founded upon the certainty that is God's will. Because you can only boldly claim a blessing that you know God offers you. And therefore, our faith there will rest in it. Now, the way God does his things is to send his word to us in answer to prayer. When his creatures offer up prayers unto him, he sends his word. And wherever that word produces faith, he fulfills what he has said. So you pray, he sends his word. Wherever that word produces faith, he fulfills it. Faith is therefore demonstrated by our corresponding actions after he has shown us what he intends to do. And I'm closing by saying the first and sometimes the only corresponding action required is to rejoice over that word. To thank God that it has already happened in your life. To rejoice as though it were true. And God says, who have believed that report? He says to that person, the arm of the Lord shall be revealed. He will be like a tender plant growing out of a dry ground. There was no form of comeliness, nothing in him that we should desire. But he says that I gave him my own report concerning his life. He was in a dry ground, but I gave him my report. I told him or her what the future, what I had. My thoughts of peace, to give them the expected end, came to them. And they chose to believe me rather than what is on the outside. And as he tells us in Isaiah 49 verse 13, God said, sing. He says, praise me, sing. All right, Isaiah 49, 13, all right? Sing, O heaven, be joyful, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have mercy on his afflicted. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken. Instead of doing the singing, they judged him by the outside and said, what am I singing about? Are you following what I'm saying? We sing ourselves to manifestation. We don't gain manifestations to sing. Are you following what I'm saying? You praise yourself as though everything is done. Somebody sees you in church and comes to meet you and says, listen, what is happening? Have, look. And then, let, just, just, give, just, to, just to give the idea. Just, just this just narrative. You sing in a certain way. The next week you come in driving a brand new car. They say, hey, I knew. Well, when you were singing, it's because you got this car. You tell the person, no, I had no car when I was singing. It was me singing this way that you noticed. Which means people must notice the joy in you before the manifestation. Let me close by saying, people that live with you must notice you are now spending more time in worship and thanksgiving than usual. And then the new day comes. Do you get what I'm saying here? They just notice that this person has been singing. And then what happens is that the new day boss, and when the new day comes, they now say, hey, I knew that's why you were singing. But they didn't know that you sang that new day into existence. And the only thing that made you sing was what the Father communicated into your heart in answer to prayer 
Not that you saw anything on the outside, but you saw things in the word of God. And every time you opened the word of God, you saw it. And so you took it to God and constructed, all right, that song unto him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. And I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord, that they will experience this visitation within and without. Your thoughts concerning the very thing that is in their lives right now as the starting point, that they are offering up prayers unto you, that you will open up the seal and show them what your thoughts are concerning that thing. And bring them to a place where they sing with joy and gladness for the truth that you have revealed. And so your power produces an abundance and an overflowing measure of results beyond their imagination. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.